3: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Tuesday night. It's not long after 9 p.m. It's at the end of the NFL season. Where else would you rather be as a Steeler fan? But with me as always, except when he's not, is my big brother Rich. Rich, how you doing tonight?
2: Hey, we get another week of... Breathing in the sweet smell of the Steelers' victory.
3: Yes, that is breathing in a sweet smell of the Steelers' victory. But uh, I just have to say this is our first live show since Monday Night Football. Um, I don't know how many of you were were watching live or caught things later, but that was just – that was – I was really looking forward to, to, see, to, to watching that game. So I don't always catch Monday Night Football – Um, because of how much I do football-wise, otherwise, uh, with my family. But I was watching that one, and it was just – it was heartbreaking. The whole NFL, everyone, you know, our hearts go out to um, DeMar Hamlin and him and his family. Uh, It was a scary situation. I mean, same field, same hospital as the Ryan Shazier situation before. I mean, it was – it was like that but just to a whole new level um i'm i'm really glad they didn't play the rest of the game still don't know how they're going to work that out i don't i doubt this game gets played i don't know how they're going to work out the implications from it but man oh man you've got to you've got to say it's scary but man they were that medical staff they were they were there they were on it and we don't know the exact details, but I've got to believe that that, that they for, saved his life.
2: For everybody that says those staffs are there and are probably overpaid or, you know, well, they've got it easy, it's def- that staff definitely showed why they're there and why they get paid last night.
3: It's it's like car insurance. It's like home insurance. You do, You hope you never have to use it, but when you need it, boy, you're glad it's there. That was the, and now they go through extensive meetings before every game. They have a plan for all these things and you're, and you're just like, it would be so easy to just say, Hey, you know, we're, we're here. This is what we do. Um, Oh, well they were, man, I mean the, the one time and you hope it's only one time that, that you had a player that needed life-saving aid right there on the field. You know, th- this is something I, I I hope we don't ever see again, you know, on any level. But um, but that was you know, just th- was so grateful um, for for those professionals that were there to do that. Um, so grateful for the the way the Cincinnati Bengals handled everything. Um, you know, it's 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 still kind of surreal right now. I we're going to talk about the Steelers. We're that's what we're going to do. Mike Tomlin had his press conference today but anything else you want to you, you want to say there rich because we we do want to we, we don't want to be insensitive about the situation this is a really big deal i will say the the latest that i heard was from a report i'm pretty sure it was from his uncle is yes. that he's still on a ventilator but he's at 50% when before he was at 100% so to me my understanding is i take that as good news but i'm not the professional
2: to know for sure that that's a good sign um, as I kind of was bringing up to you before, you know, Kyle and I were watching the game last night and I've spent a lot, I've spent a lot of time and, you know, all my coaching and everything has been baseball and pretty much with young kids and, you know, um, you're talking kids in that, you know, nine to 12 range, you know, pretty much little league baseball. Um, well, I know Cal Ripken baseball, cause that's what Kyle had spent most of his time and required that if you were pitching, you had to wear an undershirt with chest protection yeah. for the exact reason of what happened last night. You know, Kyle and I are sitting there watching that and they showed the replay and I saw T Higgins shoulder go into his chest and then, you know, him get up and then fall backwards. And I said to Kyle, I said he got hit in the chest, I think he had a heart attack.
3: Yeah, I mean, it it it's it's one of those things that it's not like it was the hardest hit that's ever happened. It's just all about timing and circumstance and everything. Very unfortunate. Um but, you know, there's a a lot of injuries are unfortunate, but this this is unlike any that we've seen I, I before. I mean,
2: th- this could be an injury or, or something that happened where it, if if that hit misses you know, a quarter inch to the left, to the right, up or down. We're maybe a not tenth having of a second
3: earlier or later. All right. we having this, yeah. We
2: we may not be having the conversation we're having right now. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it was it was scary. It uh, was because at one point Kyle, Kyle then turns to me and says, Did we just see somebody die?
3: Yeah, that was that was my fear. And believe it or not, my kids were waiting for me. I was finishing up an article from Behind the Still Curtain. My two older kids were waiting for me. I left. I asked them to keep the game on while I was finishing up my editing, um, because then I was going to switch the game to my phone because I was going to watch something with them while watching the game on my phone. And that happened. And they were watching and everything. And they were they were um, um, they they were concerned. But we're we're not medical professionals. We don't know exactly what happened. We don't know if we ever will know exactly what happened. All we know is that. Um, Damar Hamlin is in our thoughts and prayers. He's a he's a Pittsburgh guy. He's a Pittsburgh
2: guy. Um, yeah.
3: Central Catholic High School, University of Pittsburgh. Uh, I, was it McKees Rocks? Is that is that the town I, th- I thought I saw he's he's from? Um,
2: um, hold on, I'm trying to remember because uh, I, I, coworker I, I think today. That's it. Coworker today. She's mm-hmm. she had grew up up around Pittsburgh and. So she was telling me where it was because she knew yeah. exactly where it was. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, he was she shared the facilities with the Steelers with his time at Pitt. Teammates with Kenny Pickett. I'll go ahead and say it. He's the guy James Daniels went after. That's the guy that hit Kenny Pickett with what people felt should have been the penalty. And afterwards, Kenny Pickett says, nah, it's all good. He's, he's my boy from Pitt. I had no problem with it. Yeah, and Sherry says, yeah, McKee rocks. Thank you, Sherry. Um, But so that's who he was. So he was, he was for, he knew people from the Steelers. And, I'm not talking about that play, whether that should have been a penalty or not, you know, things happen in football and these guys still shake hands afterwards. So it's not like there's anything and anything to do with that. But uh, Sherry said something earlier that I was. That's why I hadn't seen what it was, um, because I because I wanted to bring this up. And that was the Bengals fans showed incredible class. They really did. I mean, with yeah. everything, cheering the teams as they went to the locker room, everyone hanging out. I mean, who knows what happened as they left the stadium. I'm sure you've got to be disappointed when you're all hyped up and amped up to go to a game. And then all of a sudden, you know, 10 minutes into the game, there's no more game. But I think they understood what was going on
2: with everything. Did you so, uh, Did you keep things on ESPN? Because I, 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 did. I, did. I did. And I did. watched through. And stuff with Van Pelt and stuff, but actually, I came back around this morning and found that there were a lot of, there were Cincinnati fans that went to the hospital and hung out outside the hospital, and the and the comment, you know, when when reporters or folks asked them, you know, kind of why are you here, they were like, you know, we you know we were at the game and we came over here because. You know, we don't care if that was a guy from our team or the other team, that, that was just awful, and we wanted to show our support, yeah. You yeah, know. um, as much as we love to pick on the Cincinnati Bengals and you know, and crying Bengals lady and, and all those the folks, riding down the escalator and things exa- like that, exactly. There, was those a- are
3: all good and fun within the confines of the game, yeah. This is beyond the game,
2: and when it went beyond the game. Uh, big kudos to to the fans in Cincinnati for the way they handled everything um at the stadium yeah so
3: yeah so um just one you know we we have to acknowledge that because that that affects that should affect every fan base because we're all you know and that should should affect every. Every human, every person that watches sports—I mean, not everyone's into football and everything—and and I'm—and I'm, and I know people have have terrible things happen to them at, at at their work in other occupations often. And you know what? It's just as terrible in, in all these situations. But this this was right. We, you know, we're trying to to sit back and enjoy watching a game. And this is someone who's experiencing their dream to get paid to play the game yeah. that they love. And then something like this happens. It just kind of gives everyone around the league and everything go back. Um, just, just, just to give
2: pause. So. Well, you, you know, I, I'm going to go back to something, you know, Ryan Clark was then saying last night and of course, you know, him being former uh-huh. Steeler, you know, he, he's talking about, you know, Hey, it's like, you know, everybody said that, you know, I should always have more than a plan B. He said, forget it. Once I picked, you know, they handed me a football when I was a kid and I knew exactly what to do with it. And I knew that yeah. that, that was my plan. And that, and that's yeah. all it was. He said, and thankfully, I got to go do it. He said, and, he, you know, he, here's a guy that was probably pretty much the same way. He said, and, you know, it, you know, it's 20, what, four, 24 years old. I mean, I remember myself 24 years old. I thought I was invincible. Yeah. You know. And then for something like this to happen, it's it's tough. So, All right. Yeah, but it's – But, hey, Buffalo Bills, our thoughts are with you
3: because you know what? You kind of need to come through for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Everything is on on schedule for the NFL for this weekend. Nothing's been announced that anything would be changed. This game is just suspended, postponed. There is no plans to make up this game. This game – Means an awful lot to the standings and the playoffs, but that's not as important as what needed to be done last night. Now, when it comes to playing this game, you know what we're all hoping for is that the Buffalo Bills can take the football field again, knowing that their teammate is 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 alive and will recover. Don't and don't know if we'll play football. That's not important. No, you know, that's ex- when Ryan Shazier got hurt. I'm like, yes. I, it wasn't about him ever playing football again when he got hurt. I'm like, I wanted him to be able to function again as a human being in the way that, I, that he I showed. wanted him to be able yes. to walk. Yes. You know? And, and that's what that was. I I feel this is very similar. Um, I mean, I, I look back. I'm like the man, the Steelers still had to play that game after, after everything with, with Shazier, but he was conscious and everything when he left the field, this was a whole different scenario. Correct. Um, so i'm I'm hoping that the that the bills can can do what they do and they can and 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 go out there and continue their season knowing that their teammate um, is supporting them.'m I'm, I'm hoping that you know right now he's you know they're trying to get the breathing back, sedated everything. We'll find out more as, as those things come. But man, that's just kind of overtakes everything with the NFL. and I know we talked about it a long time, but you know what? it's important because we're we're a Steelers family. But we're also a, a human family. Man, that was a big win on Sunday night for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh so.
2: my goodness, it sure was.
3: Yeah. Um, that two weeks in a row, I I find myself throughout the game. I'm like, man, they're not putting themselves in a situation to for for this to really come through. And then they come through at the end. Rich, tell me, <laughs> tell me your tell me your your Your, what is that? I guess it would be two, two day old knee jerk reaction.
2: (laughs) Well, it was actually in the knee jerk reaction article. It was, I kept thinking at the end of the game, Steelers get the ball back, give Kenny a chance. And they got it back to one time and we ended up having to give the ball right back, but we got it back a second time and we started moving the ball and I'm like, all right, here we go. And they, and we get to third and third and eight. And I write in the knee-jerk reaction article, you know, here we go. Are they just toying with my emotions? They came through last week, but I just don't know if they (laughs) could do it two weeks in a row at the very next play. There it is. Boom, touchdown to Nachi. Yeah. And I was just like, holy cow, they did it again.
3: Yeah. Well, and I liked how the Steelers, I didn't feel that it was so final. It's third and eight. I'm like, they're going to go forward on fourth down. And not only that, they've got all three timeouts. Yeah. If they don't get it there, they're still going to get one last crack at it. And I, I loved how they were managing the clock with it. I mean, when I saw timeouts, I was like, no, I'll oh, wait. That's the Ravens. Good. Thank you. You know, they, they were, they, they kind of took that out of the equation for the Steelers. Cause when, when the other team's trying to call timeouts to save time, you know, you shouldn't be using yours. Um, but, I, they they had themselves in a in in a situation at the end, and as I said on the post game show, I when I saw on Twitter the stat that the Ravens only had three first downs in the second half. Yep, I'm like as the, that touchdown was scored. Someone I saw three first downs in the second half. I was like, they got this. Tucker's not even going to get a chance.
2: Um. I have a question for you. Yeah. The play that went for the first down on that last drive to Mark Andrews. Okay. Or was it correct that he had given himself up? Now, this
3: is a catch 22 because the right call is that he gave himself up. The problem is... The right call isn't always made. Ask Peyton Manning and the Steelers taking de- take, taking them down in twenty what, in the t- twenty sixteen postseason. Wasn't that after the it, was it that one because it was uh, beat the Dolphins or no was it no that that was or was that twenty I can't remember when they when they were playing. Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos in the playoffs and Manning like fumbled the ball, went down, gave himself up and everyone stopped and he stood up and threw the ball and they let it go. Right. That was the wrong call back then.
2: This was the right call. And I will be honest with you. Here's my only issue. Okay. okay, Go ahead. If this is the second quarter, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: that's a fumble. If this, if it's the fourth quarter, with six minutes to go in the game, it's a fumble, mm-hmm. right? I don't think that should ever change. I here's the thing that I I
3: people realize that that would have, if they wouldn't have ruled it that way, there would have been a a long review process. Cause you want to know the truth. At the time they knocked the ball out of his hand. I'm not sure his second knee had completely come off the ground. It was really, really close. It
2: was really, really, but close. it
3: didn't matter because they called it that way. Uh, but that you got to admit, there was there was some heads up playing going on of trying to skirt situations. That was wise of the Steelers. They're like, let's not touch him. Let's right. not touch him. My, my the
2: clock to, keep running. Now, the biggest problem I had to it too you know, was. He didn't stay down for yeah. any amount of time. He was down and down on the ground and started getting right back up. How did the Steelers know he wasn't going to run with the ball? Yeah, you, you know that—that's our. How do we know he's not going to run with the ball? Yeah, very and if true. They would have got, up, you know, got up and started running with the ball. Would they have blown it dead and said, yeah? You know, would they have blown it and said, nope? He gave himself up. Yeah, I mean that uh, that's, yeah if he would have got up
3: and then and then looked around and then started to decide he was going to take off, would they have still said it was the same call? You're yeah. exactly right. Which but is I, why I think, think
2: which is why I think that's a rule that the, that the uh to probably probably gonna be tweaked a little bit in the yeah. end
3: season. Yes. That that um Better better to define it. It's a judgment called by the officials, and honestly, based on what he did, I think I think everyone knew he was giving himself up and, and trying to get up.
2: Here's what I think that ultimately what would be great if there was some sort of signal, yeah, that the player could give that that then is saying, Yeah, I'm giving myself up, then there's no question about it. Like you, like you a fair catch
3: <laughs> you know you right. have a signal an right. only exactly. signal
2: like huh. whether whether it's mm-hmm. a, a, a you put your you know you get down and then you put your hand up or yeah you know, something like that yeah you know, mm-hmm. put your hand up while you're still laying on the ground you know mm-hmm. for, for a second and then and then get up
3: even if it's the same f- fair catch signal go exactly. down there you know
2: signal, wave or something like that yeah then then what that would do would be take the judgment call out of the officials' hands. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, that that's something that now, they could tweak. Did it end
2: up not mattering? No, it didn't matter no. it was Make Makeup picked off the next pass. But yeah,
3: and and it would have been um that was the next pass because they spiked the ball, yes. right? Yes. So
2: right. Tech, technical, technically it was two plays, but yeah. it was one it was the next real pass attempt. Ne- yes.
3: Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's interesting, but See, but I think the Steelers, they were they were being a little sly there. Hey, they know that the time's running. Let's wait till he starts to get up and then take the ball and try to knock the ball out. Yeah. Rather than just touch and you know why you don't touch him in that circumstance? Let the clock keep running. That's and right. by them having to stop and make that that rule, that's that saved the Ravens. The Ravens, I know. At least 5 at least, to 8 seconds. Yeah.
2: I was, um, I was guessing and that's what bothered me at the time
3: I'm like, yeah. no, just let it go. Let the clock keep running. Let the clock and make them have to rush. Um, I don't think they were going to get enough time. To- I don't think they had enough time, even if that's not an, inter- let's say that interception and well, if it was completed, it would have been really tough for them to get up there and spike the ball for one last play. But if that's incomplete, it, th- they were going to have a real tough time unless yeah. they go out Ooh. of bounds running another play. Right. So, but it didn't matter because they got the interception and that's all that matter. Now, we talked about we talked about the people skirting and doing things. I'm going to give you your I don't did you listen to the post game show where I yes. was asked and gave my little rant about the Cam Hayward penalty. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I tweeted about it. I I am still I'm still sticking with my first impression of that. And people say Ronnie Stanley. It was It was actually the other guy. It was the other lineman that did it. Because so, yeah. I think Stanley was on the side. The other one was on his back. They tried to sucker the official into calling a penalty on Hayward, and it worked. And it worked.
2: Yep. Shame
3: on those officials. They – They first, they held his arm when he tried to get up because they were trying to make it. And I don't think they were trying to go for unsportsmanlike. I think they were trying to go to get Cam called for delay of game for laying on them when they knew they had a timeout, they were going to use it. So, and then they grab a hold of him and pull him back down. And then they call him for the unsportsmanlike on that. They, they, and it wouldn't have mattered if it was 97, 27, 107. It didn't matter who the player was. It was that they, those guys took the advantage that they got and tried to do something.
2: NFL officials know yeah. that players try to work things in their advantage. And in certain situations near the end of the halves or things like that, especially they're going to, or like you said, you're, you you got to play where you're, it was third and forever, and you only get part of it. Oh, let's see if we can get the other team called for a penalty. Yeah, and the ref- you're right. The referee was suckered into the call. And honestly, from where he was
3: standing. That- he couldn't see. He was pulled down in. But there should have been someone else from the vantage point that the can that the cameras had that saw that that could have stepped in and say no, no, no. They pulled him back down. That's not on him. Well, if you you're going to the- call it, you're going to call offsetting, and they're going to you're going to play fourth down right here.
2: Yeah. You know, it's um, you, you know the the league guy in the sky has a has a tendency to jump in on other certain things. Why can't they jump in on something like that and be like, "Hey, oh, hey, hey, uh, we we." Oh, he contacted up. an they, official. They, well, that's they,
3: because someone pulled him down and made exactly. him contact the official.
2: Right. It's Yeah.
3: Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Je- Jennifer's right. That's a that's that's a dirty
2: wang Harbs. <laughs> dirty wang Harbs.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's right. So it's yeah that's, you're so glad that the, ultimately the Steelers won the game anyway, so it didn't matter. But that – and then then you got to make the stop. What, what would have really been justice is to, like, get a pick in the end zone. And where they would have had three points, they end up getting none, none. because they yeah, did something like that. Exactly. But instead they got seven on the very next play. And they only had time to run probably that one play. Anything other no, than had, that one play, play. – they That's might bad. have had a chance to run one if more. It,
2: it if it would have gone incomplete, they had the opportunity probably to run one more to the end zone and have like two seconds left to kick the field goal. Yeah, it, it was going
3: to. It, it would have been a fast one. He couldn't have held it and scrambled and tried to find no. someone. It uh-uh. would have run ahead of nope. time. Yep. So it was like, ugh. and I'm just like, when the penalty came down, I'm just like, just don't give up the touchdown. Just make it a field goal anyway so it doesn't matter. And it was the very next play. I, that really, you know, it, it irks you. And it's funny, but even if it was the Steelers that would have done it, I would have turned and said, Hey, they suckered the ref into the call. But that would, you know, the Steelers almost suckered the ref into the call of calling that a fumble. But like I still say, when I went back and I, I specifically went back to look at it, I'm like, I don't know if that would have, if they decided it was a fumble, I don't know if it would have held up on review because it was really close to his knee, not him yes. being up off the ground. But we'll never know. Doesn't matter. All that matters is 16-13. I thought I did good picking sixteen to twelve as the score, and here Shannon got it exactly right.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so uh, let, let's just take a minute and talk. Uh, you know, a couple things I would still want to talk about from the game there. Yeah, uh, and and the one we got to talk about is oh my goodness, Najee Harris. Yeah. Did that guy? Well, he and Jalen Warren, the two of them. uh, Oh, they're one and the offensive line. Yeah, (laughs) but the one-two punch of those two guys, man, what a great, what a great one-two punch for yeah, for backs. I mean, you got to think that you know, in terms of running back tandems in the league, there's a lot of teams right now that have got to look at that and be like, oh, hey, they've got a pretty good tandem.
3: Yeah, and like and like I
2: said, I I don't know if, if. what
3: your definition of it is, but we Brad and I talked about it in the in the in the postgame show about running back by committee. I said to me, running back by committee, everyone's equal. This yeah. is not an, an an equal share because Najee's going to get more snaps, he's going to get more carries. But my goodness, Jalen Warren taking those snaps off his plate and everything else has made Najee Harris better. Right,
2: It's making him
3: better. It's so much better that way.
2: Snaps are pretty much two to one Najee. Yeah. Right? Okay. That's perfect. That's where we want to be. To me, that's where we want to be. But we want the guy that's coming in for that third of the snaps to be really productive in that third of the snaps that they're getting. And Jalen Warren is proving to be extremely productive in that role.
3: It is so much easier to get a player rest when there's a player that can come in and and either A, pick up right where the other player left off, or B, offer something similar but yet have enough of a difference that you can do different things as well. There's two different ways you can handle that. And I think Jalen Warren comes in, he gives you the similarities, but there's also enough differences. But it's not a step down. It's really not – well, the biggest uh, thing is what they can do.
2: The biggest thing is offensively when you put Jalen Warren in there is that the Steelers' offense still has the ability to move the ball and pick up first downs. Yeah, where 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 that doesn't work is when you spell them with a guy that the drop off is enough that you can't sustain drives. Yeah, yeah. In which case, then that that second guy is not getting as many snaps because he comes in and does a series, and you know isn't, isn't getting his Mason snaps Cause chances are the next series, you're going back to Najee. Yeah. So, you know, that's.
3: And, and coach Tomlin talked about that in his press conference today, which, you know, he still held his press conference. I know some, some teams canceled some of their things, but I don't know that they were necessarily going to be the head coach speaking. Uh, I think the Steelers are different. I think a lot of other teams, their head coach talks on Monday, but it's Tom on Tuesday. Um, but but he was asked about you know Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. You know when when do you know when to switch it up? He's like, well, we have a plan, but sometimes it's based on what's going on. Someone busts a long run, they need to step off, catch their breath. We got someone that's right there, ready to go, and you yep. can go in and do similar things with them. Um, that that was some some good stuff there. Uh, I just love that the offensive line was getting push. Uh, loved Kenny Pickett's second quarterback sneak on the final drive, where Najee Harris just comes up behind him and, and basically moves him up
2: and moves him moves to the left to, a little bit.
3: Like you know, there's a spot. little bit more. There's a little bit more. The the center of the wedge is a little bit more to the left. Let's get you over there into that. Um, that was pretty pretty nice. Um, just just a
2: good Football, the, team the, win. The, the Kenny the the Kenny Pickett passes the wonderful. To Muth, the one to Sims, and the one to Najee on that final drive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Why wow. honestly?
3: My the one that I'm still impressed with the most, I think it's the one to Muth. Honestly. I do. That one where he, you know, rolling left like he does, Roll- but it was further downfield than he was, had to throw the one. It was, it was further down downfield.
2: And he did the smart from, thing by not leading hmm. Muth. he Basically, he threw it and forced Mooth to stop. Because if he yep. throws it where Muth keeps moving, he's throwing it into coverage, and I think yeah. maybe he gets broken up. Yep. And to be able to to see and do all that while moving left and, and having hmm. to turn his body back and make that throw, that was pretty impressive. But I, I also, you know... um, who what, was it KT that did the, the the some of that film breakdown this morning? Yes. Yeah. Um I, I liked what he did showing for uh on the Najee touchdown pass, then how actually sending Najee in motion gave Kenny the whole, you know, allowed him to see they were going to be in man coverage. And since he had to break early, he was able to know they were going to be in man. And as soon as he picked Najee up in his sight could see he was knew he was going to have a window to get that ball into. I'll be honest with you.
3: I don't think he had to roll left. I think it actually, when I was watching the lineman, he could have stepped right. Dan, Dan Moore, jr. Made it, well, they made it seem like the, who was it? Was it, was it Jason Pierre-Paul? I think he was, or the, that was, he was blocking. Made it seem like he almost made the play. That's because Kenny Pickett rolled into where Dan, Dan Moore Jr. Was blocking him. He actually had more of a lane if he was going to step up and over because of the way Dan Moore was blocking, but that's not what he was trying to do. He knew he had all those receivers to that side. Yes. He rolled out on purpose and it almost, you know, and, almost went right into where it was bad where he went right to where he was being blocked. It didn't matter. It worked out well. But that he didn't roll left because he had to. He rolled left because he had to do it to throw the pass. That was giving him the best
2: chance to make the pass right. to a player that he that he wanted to throw it to, in my opinion. Right, and, and and they had kind of flooded that side of the yeah. They had the majority yeah. of their receivers that way.
3: Yeah, because they had three guys out and motion Najee out there. That was that was the way to go. And especially if he if he thinks he's going to hit that pass to Najee, it's easier to hit that pass by him rolling out. That's kind of going to freeze the linebacker a little bit, perhaps. And if it doesn't freeze the linebacker,
2: he can run Kenny right he can in.
3: probably run maybe for a touchdown. But notice he had some chances to run throughout the game, and he still chose to throw it because he had the throws. Yes, and, and that's what I like. You you roll you roll out you you break the pocket. You have you make I the could, throw. You still have the throw. I but could you run, run for six
2: down. or throw for fifteen. I want yeah. to throw for fifteen all the time.
3: Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question here before we have a break, which we're running a little late for the break, but that's all right. Claude Bishop says, did Canada save his job over the last few weeks?
2: I don't know.
3: I've got an answer for this one. I don't think anything that's happened over the last few weeks saved his job. I think whatever's going on in the organization, some people have said, some people have thought it was reports where other people were really, it might've been based on people's opinions that, you know, Everyone kind of knows that the player, the players know that it's not can that Canada's not the guy they're going to be going on from him. There's the report that Kenny was doing, you know, took out that earpiece. And I can't confirm any of that. That, you know, he was just doing everything at the end. I don't know. But let's just say this: the Steelers already knew if they were going, if they're going to move on from Matt Canada or not. Yep. And they are basically playing to where they're just not letting him kill them. Or, or this really is him doing something. I, I charted it. I talked about it on the post game show. I'm frustrated because technically I went back one of the plays that I charted. I I think I was, I was wrong. And it was on the last drive and that's because they didn't show the whole play. I didn't, I got to, I was going to try to find out the all 22, but I haven't had a chance to, to look for that. And Because the TV broadcast didn't show the whole thing. It was actually on the last drive. It Inside of two minutes, it was the Sims quote unquote run on an end around. I th- I think I saw the play by play, had that as a pass, like it was a pop pass. But still, it was so technically it might have been that they threw the ball out of that formation, but it would have been out of shotgun and motioning across. That the thing that I'm so frustrated is when they run that motion, especially when he's under center. They run that what I call jet motion because mm-hmm. it's where you could run the jet sweep. They run that motion. It's a pass every time. It's a pass every time. All right, beastie boys. Silence it's your phone. BC this is a
2: professional. you are a professional now. Um I got a phone call that I have to take. So take your break.
3: Okay. I will take my break and okay. when we come back, I will uh I I will carry carry things on so Thank you, sir. We'll be back in just a moment to finish up this game and talk about how the Steelers need to control what they can control. So stick around. We'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Ah, in my
0: dentist's office.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: And we are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Whoa! Sorry about that. Uh, I know some things are also going on with 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 um, uh, a former coworker with with my brother, and you know. Actually, our thoughts and prayers are with their family right now. Um, someone else who had someone who had uh, passed away recently. So I'm I'm pretty sure that's what his phone calls about. Um, but now you get me big on the screen, talking about this. Um, the Steelers need to control what they can control. That's what they did this past week. Honestly, if if the if the Dolphins would have won, the Dolphins would have won. If the Jets would have won, the Steelers still wouldn't have been mathematically eliminated. They just would have needed a tie this weekend. So the other things that are going to happen are going to happen. The Steelers need to do what they need to do. They've got to go out and win this game on Sunday, 1 o'clock at Krashur Stadium. It's what they have to do. They can't worry about the other stuff going on. And frankly, if the Steelers just missed out on the playoffs – because they win their final game, but other things don't go right. That's what happened in 2018. That's a little bit different because the Steelers had a chance to control their destiny. Since the bye week, the Steelers really haven't had a chance to control their destiny. They've simply just had to go out and try to win games and see how things fall. And it's great that they've put themselves in this situation. It really is. But... If they end up coming up short because other things don't fall their way, then it is what it is. But the Steelers have to take care of their part, and they've got to go out and win this game on Sunday. If the Steelers win this game on Sunday, finish their season winning the last four games, finish the season going 7-2 and since they're by, even if they're not in the playoffs, You've got to look at this going into 2023 being a really big deal. Just do your part and everything's going to be fine. The absolute worst scenario is if things do go the way for the Steelers to make it in and they don't do their part. Don't let that mistake by the lake ruin your season. If someone's going to ruin your season, let it happen in a different stadium, not the one that you're playing in Sunday. So that's why the Steelers need to control what they can control. They did it Sunday night. All the Steelers could do was go out and win their game for a chance for the last week to mean something, and they did. Now, in case you're not sure, in case you don't know what's going on, the Steelers, what they, they need two other things to happen they need the patriots to lose to the bills and they need the jets to beat the dolphins now are these things going to happen that's why they play the games are are they are as the favored team i don't know that there's even a line for the bills game right now because of what happened monday night i it's it's hard to judge anything what's going on there but those guys have some some really Important things to play for, but at the same time, you also have to say how important is a football game right now with everything going on. So that's one thing. To me, the biggest wild card is the Jets having to beat the Dolphins. Um, I don't think that Tua is going to play this week. There's a chance that he does. I don't. I, I don't know. Um, the so that that's the that's the big thing. Some people believe that the hardest thing that the, for the for the Steelers to get in the postseason is for them to win this game. And that very well might be the case, that it might come down to um the the difficult thing is you got to beat the Browns. Now, they haven't played the Browns since week three, and that that game, you could chalk that up to this to you know, one of the Steelers' bigger losses um of the season. But you got to remember they gave up six points on a final play where they were trying to make some magic happen. That that wouldn't have otherwise, you know, they were down by six and they were trying, they were doing backed up inside their own 10, blah, blah, blah. You know, the fumble occurred. It wasn't a fumble. It was that they were trying to do all the laterals and all that other stuff. But man, these are two different teams. Look at the Steelers, different quarterback and the reigning defensive player of the year is back. Not only is he back, he's getting, he's more into form and feeling like himself um, by his own admission at this point of the season. But then again, the Browns are also um, a, a team with a different quarterback. But they're they're eliminated, so they don't really have a lot to play for, um, other than saying we don't want to be last in the division. Um, if they win this game over the Steelers, then – they own they own the head-to-head tiebreaker and they get the third in the division and the Steelers end up fourth in the North. It it, it is what it is. But if if you look back at this, I, look at look at what the Bengals have done, not the Bengals, I'm sorry, what the Browns have done since they since the, the Sean Watts has taken over quarterback. The most points they've scored was 27 against Houston the first week. But out of those 27 points, there was two defensive touchdowns, a special teams touchdown, and a field goal that they were set up with the ball in field goal range and did not get a first down and had to kick. The offense only they only had one field goal that they had where they even got a first down in order to get into field goal range for the whole game, and that was twenty-seven points. Okay, and they beat Houston. They scored ten against Cincinnati. They beat the Ravens thirteen to three, but then again, you know, it was thirteen points, and the Ravens had a bunch of. Bunch of turnovers in that week coming off of the off the big win over the Steelers. Um, they lost to the Saints, only scoring 10 points. They turned around, they beat the Commanders this week, scoring 24 points. But like Jeff Car, Jeff, I almost said Jeff Carson, Jeff Hartman said, if Carson Wentz is your quarterback, I'm not I'm not betting on you to win. I'm not betting on you to win. So that's what the Browns have really done offensively. Since they made the quarterback change, it really hasn't been, they had more offense this past week than they have all season, but the defense, you know, it stepped up 14 points, 23 points against the Bengals, 3 points, 17 and 10. They're kind of doing the, this, how the Steelers are, where they're just trying to, you know, low scoring games, keep everything going all the, all those, all those things going on. So whew, I've been have I've been talking and talking and talking, but I do that all the time. I, we might have Rich back with us here soon. We'll see if he's a. And there he is. Well, except uh, I don't have a sound. Don't have a sound so from Sorry me, bro. about that.
2: Sorry no, about that. There you are. There you are. Um, there you are. Yeah. Sorry about that. Some um, some work stuff has popped up here. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But, well, it ended up being a busy work week because we had uh, six different. Um, Sprinkler lines freeze and break.
3: Oh, college. so this this was this was current work. This wasn't, and I current. thought might have been some something else. Uh, okay, from
2: from no, not from what I told you earlier. Yes.
3: So um, so what I was I was talking about how this. Do you, what do you judge the Steelers season being a success? Do you think if it doesn't work out that they make the playoffs, can you still see the Steelers season? as being a success, what, what would it take?
2: Um, uh, I feel like we're already there considering there were already some folks, um, Mm -hmm. out there that thought the Steelers were a four or five win team. Yeah. So
3: does it go a long way of the Steelers taking care of their own business and winning their game and let, and just let the other chips fall where they may.
2: Um, yes. If the Steelers win their game, then, then they did enough to, that, they did what they needed to do by the last week of the season to have a chance to make the playoffs. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but it, you know, I, I don't necessarily judge success in that way. Yeah. You know, my, my, honestly, I could almost say everything for his, for the Steelers has been successful just based on the fact of, what we got from Kenny Pickett in the last two games, game-ending yeah. game drives. You know, you you could make an argument that we saw enough there, and that in the second half of the season, the Steelers' defense has been much improved. You know, yes, we had the letdown against the Ravens at home, um, but that was still only sixteen points. I know. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Um, you know, is there a lot that could be? could be said that the sealer's season is a success here no matter what yeah you could argue that in some ways there's always an argument as to whether or not it it, you could deem it a success or not the question you know everybody because everybody has their own definition of what that is
3: exactly um that's why i'm asking you (laughs) for your definition
2: you know in my definition i'm feeling that considering this was to be a rebuild, you know, a, a, a rebuild, a, you know, we're coming in we're Gonna have brand new quarterback, you know, started with Mitchell Trubisky, then into Kenny Pickett. Um, and kind of what has gone on with that, you know, with that and what the second half of the season has been, I'd say, yes, yeah, but it's pretty much been a success.
3: Yeah. I've been saying it for weeks where I've said I don't have lofty expectations of the Pittsburgh Steelers making the postseason. I just wanted them to be in the hunt as long as possible, and they've done it, and they've left themselves in the hunt as long as possible. And you know what happens when you're in the hunt as long as possible? It comes down to the last week of the season, and you have a chance to still make it. And that's, to me, two and six at the bye – That's fantastic. That is a testament to the growth of these players. That is a testament to these coaches. Maybe not all of them, because like I said, we don't know exactly what's going on behind the closed doors. Maybe Maybe it's some because of what they do, and maybe others it's in spite of. But we'll get a better idea from that when we see who's still around next year. Yes. Um, because trust me, if, if that's the way it's working, the Steelers know that that's ultimately what's
2: happening. You, you know, there, there's all kinds of different things you can argue in terms of the Steelers have going in the right direction. Everything from the, from Kenny Pickett's development to, um, the improved play of the offensive line to, um, the contributions of first and second year players to, you know, um there's a lot of different things you can look at that are positive. Now, could, can you also turn around and say, well, yeah, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Sure you can. Sure you can. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why the Steelers right now are just, you know, playing for their life and hoping to make the playoffs and not sitting up at the top at a one or two seed. That's right.
3: We're Because do you know what we're doing?
0: Playoffs talk about. Right. Playoffs? You kidding me?
3: Playoffs? We would, talk, we would say it for a while. Like, oh, we're the playoffs. Until you're eliminated, it's great to know that it's there. But it, it it's just, it's, and I know there's a lot of people in the live chat to like, I was saying, you know, playoffs all, all along. If something would have happened this past week, if, if one of those other games that didn't involve the Steelers didn't go their way, it still would have been it, it it wouldn't have changed as much. It just would have changed our our disappointment. It, it's so exciting. It's exciting to know that there's the possibility. I mean, the the reason I don't know that it's going to happen for the Steelers is because it shouldn't have happened last year and it did. I mean, my goodness, how in the world did the did a one win team knock? Knock off the Colts, I mean, bad. Yeah. Beat them bad, and then two teams because the NFL screwed up the schedule and never imagined that the Colts would have lost that game. That the two teams played on Sunday night could have agreed to, to to a tie, and luckily they didn't. And then that's how. The, I mean, that was a big deal. The Steelers made it in, uh, you know. And I, I, I wanted to see one more Ben Roethlisberger game as much as anything. And I, and I said it on the post game show the Steelers would have a a horrible road that they would likely have to take of going on the road with with opponents such as Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City. Don't know who would be first, and chances are you'd probably see all of them or at least two of them if that's what you're going to do. And that's difficult. But, man, just to have an opportunity in one year to say, hey, we had a difficult difficult schedule in the playoffs. Let's come back next year and improve our seating to give ourselves a better chance. That's a better thing to be playing for than saying, oh, we just missed out on the playoffs. Let's come back next year to make sure we get in the dance. So it kind of ups everything for your expectations the following year. But to me, Some people think, oh, well, if the Steelers finish 9-8, and that's a really big deal. Oh, if they're 8-9, and that's disappointing. They broke their streak of 500. I'm not worried about that. I just want to see this team playing the way they need to be playing.
2: And And, although the past couple games, in some ways you could say, have been winning ugly, you know what? There's been Steelers teams winning ugly for years.
3: Yeah. And I don't want the Browns to end the Steelers' season – 2 out of the last 3 years. No. Don't do that. Win the game, let other circumstances end your season. So, who but uh they they can only control what they can control. So you've got everything's got to be about this final game. Even if the playoffs were off the table, you should be just as prepared. And this just takes it a little bit next level for the Steelers, but it also does give a little bit more next level for the Browns that just say we want to be the ones that 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 make sure their season doesn't go on. So it makes for a big one. You, we had to take the break when we didn't want to, I didn't want to cut you off. Was there anything else from last week? What about. Um, Robert's Mark Robinson running a six, two defense. Do you think they're going to maybe take some of the same philosophy this week? I, I, I don't know. I like that. They're changing it up and making it very specific for their opponent.
2: Yeah. Um, that was interesting to see. Um, I mean, didn't you have fun when they were announcing all the starters for the Steelers that they basically listed all the linemen, linebackers, two corners, and no safeties?
3: Yeah. What, what, is that how they announced it? Yeah. I didn't pay attention to the announcing of it. I yeah, was,
2: I, I, yeah. I always keep it on exactly how they're doing that. And, and, um, Technically, the, who they introduce is they introduced everybody, and then no safeties. Mm-hmm. There was the, there was no Minka. No. Oh wow, I, I completely missed that. I might have to go back and check that out again. Yeah, I was like, I um, was like, that was that's that's how that's how I was like, they didn't put Minka or Edmonds in there because yeah. I noticed there wasn't Minka. Yeah, well, yeah. I, like, oh. I I like what Coach Tomlin
3: gave a great answer today about Mark Robinson. He's like – and they're like, oh, what gave you the confidence? He's like, he who's to say I'm confident? But no, you know, with these young guys, he doesn't want to boost up their ego too much. He did the same thing with a comment about DeMarvin Layout. And if you want to know what he right. said, check out my – my um, and you didn't hear it yourself. You can check out my player's mentioned article tomorrow morning at bivestillcurtain.com. If you want stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. But with Mark Robinson, he's like, we had a very specific thing we wanted our linebackers to do. And it just so happened to be that that very specific thing was the specialty of what Mark Robinson is right now. So we played him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Would uh, you think you're playing Mark Robinson? If you're playing the Bengals or the chiefs.
2: Um,
3: probably, no, probably not. You know, I mean, meaning, especially before this week, before this week, cause you know, seven steps going in before there. Um, Robert Spillane's played every snap for three straight games and people that don't like Spillane, guess what? He's played well. He has. I mean, no, he's not the most athletic guy out there. No, he's going, he, he's out there giving you his all. And the thing is his all is that of a guy that wasn't drafted into the NFL. But a lot of times if you can scheme it right and do it right, that's going to work out for you. And the scheme has worked well for Robert Spillane to do what, what he's done the last few weeks. And that's been really nice. So I don't know that Robinson is now the answer that they're going to employ all the time. Um, you know, right now, you know, you're only guaranteed one more game. That's um, guaranteed. I don't know how he's going to be. I, I hope he gets a Boy, it would be really disappointing if you turn around and make him inactive. I don't think they're going to do that now. Um, but the Steelers knew what they were doing because they had Malik Reed inactive as a healthy scratch both games against the Ravens. So when you saw that, you knew they were doing something special and different on defense. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So it just so happens that the Steelers have been playing some very run-heavy teams and they got it again this this week. I mean, if you if you look at it right now, with I, I went over when you weren't in here when you had to step away. You know how many points that the that the the Browns have been scoring ever since they had made their quarterback change, but if you also look at it, they've 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 relied on the run a lot. Uh, 174 yards in the loss to the Bengals, it was only 71 yards. But then they they beat the Ravens with 143 yards, lost to the Saints on it with 124 yards. Beat the Commanders with 146 yards. They are a team that they're also going to run the ball. They're right up there with with Baltimore. They've been getting a very even split in their yardage. If you look at the at the last three games, and I'll, I'll break this down more on Stat Geek, you have almost a 100 even split in passing yards and rushing yards by the by the Browns. So it's another team that kind of fits that mold. So. We'll see what happens. Um, I think it's time to get to your score and bring them up and and get out of here, unless there's one any other thing you want to say before we do that.
2: No, let's let's go tour.
3: All right, Rich. So uh one last time for sure. Boy, it'll be nice if we get to do this again next week, but we gotta see how, how everything falls out. But now we know we're doing it right now. What is your score for
2: Sunday, one o'clock? You're gonna be there keeping. I am going to be keeping going through a two-year undefeated streak for myself at Heinz Field slash Acroshore Stadium. Because it was both, because it was last year, this year. Yep. And I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers, 22, Cleveland Browns, 14.
3: All right, 22-14 is your score. Everyone I know, you're ready for the score, and it is in there. No, oh, great one thought he had it timed up perfect. Ah, oh, but he he just missed it. So rules are, I can't bring it up. That's <laughs> right. I can't put it in you again. have to tape it again. You missed it by probably a fraction of a second. So, uh
2: get him rolling. Uh, right uh, there we go,
3: Thomas Riley. It it jumped on me. Sorry, he has Steelers seventeen, Browns
2: Browns Uh, (laughs) seventeen.
3: Someone, someone else had a tie early on last week, if I can remember. Um, um, Gabriel Golden, Gabriel Golden. did I get an email from you during the show? Um Gabriel Golden I I think I, I think he might be in in section 122 here on on Sunday Rich. So you might have to He's see going about to be that one.
2: Part of the 122
3: crew. 122 crew. Um Gabriel Golden says 24 12 Steelers. Uh Brian Brown has 2017 Steelers. And like I say if you don't have a team name we assume you mean Steelers. Steeler Chick 46 has 2117 Steelers. Claude Bishop 20 to 10 Black and Gold Forever. Okay? Rob Fitoff, 24-10 Steelers, and says it won't really be that close. You were you were there last year against against the Browns. That one wasn't yes. really all that close. No, it was It'd be nice to have another one like that. It's not going yes, to the, be the finale like it was last time, but it, it'd be nice to have another game in that style. A uh, great 103 entered it in again. 27-20 Steelers. Has 20-10 Steelers Pittsburgh has 20 to 10 Steelers. Um, Rod Niger 24-17 Steelers. Kathy Ford has 20-17. Um, George Rice has 21-17. to 17. He says about you you being there and the streak will continue. That's right. uh, Sean Manahan has 20-9 to nine Steelers. Uh, George Hoover has Steelers 19-13. to 13. Um, And talking about the defense and some of the defenders like Minka and Watt having a big game. James Tresvant has – did it knock him up? Come on, no. do try it again. There we go. Has Steelers 30-13. to 13. That would be something to see the Steelers put up 30 points. Sure would. My thing is, are they even going to have enough possessions? The way these games have been going the right. last yes, several exactly. weeks, it's hard to even have enough. Because think about it. To get to 30 points, unless you're missing an extra point, please don't do that. You're You're talking about six scores. The Steelers taking away the kneel-downs, that happened at the end of each half. They only had six possessions last game. Yes. So that's, that's kind of where it goes, but I'd, I'd, I'd take points in every possession. I'd love it. John Knox has 21 to 20 Steelers. Uh, Jess dog. I almost said desk jo- dog. G, but I guess it's just dog. Um, it's 20 to, to 16. Uh, Wes Hickok hadn't had seen Wes for a while, but Wes has been in here tonight giving us lots of good stuff. Good stuff. He says yep. 37-13 Pittsburgh because he thinks Watson's going to throw the interceptions. Um, I think it would take some defensive scores in order to get that many points, not because the offense can't. It's because that's not the style of game the Steelers have been wanting to play, and it's been yeah. working. So I want to. I, I, I don't mind that. I really don't. Um, Pedro, I'll, I'll screw up your last name, Pedro. So I'm just going to leave you as Pedro. Uh, 24-16 Steelers. George Teston 31 17 Steelers outside Steeler fan has good guys 20 mistake by the leg 14 man there's a lot of these who keep bringing them this is great there, Mark Tobin has 14 10 Steelers X Eddie B has seven to three in an AFC North game that's the Steelers of course seven to three that that would be something you think the touchdown comes in the final minute again? <laughs> that oh, would be yeah, that would be killing me. Okay. Uh Harvey Stone has Steelers 19 to 14. Kyle Smith has Steelers 28, Browns 13. He says that they're just going to jump out and lead. Back. You know, I'll take that. Uh Tom Vallejo. Vallejo. I think we got it. Browns 31 Steelers 3117. We've seen that one several times. Jerry yeah, Cherry except, Band. He,
2: except he flip-flopped it.
3: Oh, he said Brown's 31 yeah. Steelers 15. I missed that. I said it right. I just it, yeah. I didn't process it. Jerry Cherry brand. Thank band. Sorry. Uh thanks for the for the great music. Although he's got a pretty good Ch- Jerry Cherry brand as well, because we like your brand of music. Um, we'll be listening to it here shortly. Steelers 2413. Uh oh, there's Felicia. Hey Felicia. Hey
2: Felicia. Um,
3: she's got Steelers 10 to 9. Um, um, Well, I'm going to mess this one up so bad. I'm going to go with Sai Aluru. Aluru. Sai Aluru. I hope I got that right. Great avatar, by the way. Uh, 17 to 10 Steelers. Uh, Richard Adamson, 18 to 13 Steelers. 18. That'd be interesting. Maybe because we're concerned a little bit about Boss. You concerned about Boss? A little bit. He's missed kicks in three of the last four games. I know. Since he's come (sighs) back. we'll see just i just don't want it to I, I don't want it to be a difference maker in the game um super fresh says 2713 that would be steelers man it keeps jumping on me um i can't find where i even am right now um there it is gotcha no one you know 1914 steelers Stiller, sorry um so super fresh well oh, you already got him because uh, he added Steelers that time, gotcha.
2: um, so he already uh, has. Sorry, there, yep. Here we go. I, I had a misclick. There you
3: go. Uh, Dwayne Williams, eleven to nine Steelers. Eleven. Wait, what was that? I remember that infamous Tampa Bay uh, Rams game back in the day with uh, was it Bird Emanuel where they had to they had to change the rule because he was completely holding the ball. But he, but he touched the ball on the ground because he was diving, and they said it was an incompletion because the ball touched the ground even though he had control. That score had an 11 in it. I remember it. That was a long time ago because you don't see many 11s. So uh, 11 and 9, especially 11s on the victory side of that. That's pretty good. Demetrios has 24-17 Steelers. Um, uh, let's see. Um, there we go. Terry Bittinger has 24-13 Steelers. Uh John Walter has 17 to 9 Steelers. Uh Jerry Frazier has 16-13 Steelers. Uh Ron Schultz has 35. I must said five. I messed it up. 35-3 Steelers. Uh Sherry Richards, gotta get Sherry's in there. 23 to 20 Steelers. Uh Jennifer has 27-10 Steelers. Um Let's see. And then, uh, and she thinks TJ is going to get three and a half sacks to, to, to tie Harrison's record. We thought that record would be going down for sure this year. But, man, just yeah. people talk about, oh, if they would have gone to Kenny Pickett sooner. Oh, uh, just imagine if TJ Watt doesn't miss healthy. seven yeah. games. <sighs> big, big difference there. Um, Victor, I'm not even going to try to get that one right. Uh, 20 to 13 Steelers. Um, we'll see. What's that?
2: Pulsey. Yeah.
3: Now he said maybe in overtime. i I'm gonna correct you. Can't score seven points in overtime. Correct. They won't kick the extra point. So that one would have to be 19. But uh says late drive, maybe overtime. We'll see. Okay. Um uh X Eddie B explained his with it was it was his seven to three. He says 0 to three with two minutes to play. Oh, to, to play, then pow, Kenny Magic. Um, that would be some crazy stuff. Love these scores. Wait, I saw another one. There it is. I always messed this name up. Cord Cordomie. Cord man man there we go. Steelers 23-16. Whoo man. Um Ron, you gave another one. We already had it. Patrick Stevens. I think this is a new one. 17 to 10 Steelers. Tyler W gets his in 22 to 10 Steelers. Um, uh and um, you know, there was a question about you know yesterday's game. Yesterday's game does not affect the Steelers getting in, it's only going to affect the seating at the top. Um, so that's one thing you don't have to worry about how they're going to ultimately do that. I don't know how they play that game, but I don't know how they figure it out by not playing that game. It's, it's just, it's going to be crazy. Uh, Tom, Tom fair says 21 to 10 Steelers, man. I don't know if we've ever had this many scores before. Okay. Sean Manahan has 11 to 10 in 08 against the chargers in the regular season game, I believe as well. Uh, that's crazy. Um, that was just, um, Giving us uh, history. Yes. Here, Dennis Pavlak. Okay. 23 to 10 Steelers.
2: No, Woo. 19.
3: 23
2: to 19. I say 10. We, um,
3: yes. 23-19. 23-19. 23-19. 23-19. My eyes are fatigued from these scores, but my goodness, you all came through tonight. I hope you are as excited as we are. I'm I'm still I'm flying high over the Steelers win. I'm I'm brought down to the earth with the DeMar Hamlin situation. But um, well, when you're just thinking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, any win over Baltimore is a good win. It really is to do what they did, to, for the offense to come through and take the lead late, for the defense to come through and get the get the only the only takeaway of the game to seal it off, and for the Steelers to stay alive because they got what they needed to earlier in the day. It just made for that uh, yes feeling you know i've been seeing a lot more people wearing their steelers gear around where i live too Uh, i went to the grocery store today i saw no less than i remember this is this is an hour west of baltimore i saw no less than six people decked out in full steelers gear i hadn't seen that for a while i love it i'm always in my full steelers gear so it doesn't matter um rich I'm going to get ready for your final thoughts because all I'm going to say is make sure you're, you're tuning in for uh for the whole lineup. We're on a regular week when it comes to our podcast, so you're going to get a Let's Ride tomorrow morning. You're going to have a war room um, on the audio side. If you're not checking out the stuff on the audio side, you're really missing out. Make sure you check out uh, those shows. You've got to know your enemy tomorrow night. You've got a preview coming up on, on Thursday. Um, after you know my stat geek and the wet yins talking about on the audio side all our normal podcasts i could ramble them all off because they're 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 really there's something for everybody if you if if this is, isn't the show you like i'm surprised you're still listening at this point um we probably have something else that you do um and of course behind the we're we're uh, trying to bring you everything that we can there rich what do you have to say that closes out tonight all right
2: final thoughts you know th- th- this could be it for you know final thoughts as we go into the last week of the regular season yeah. yeah if the Steelers don't make the playoffs then this is it um I'd love to say hey I'm gonna be sitting Play right off. there on my couch sorry <laughs> sit right there on my couch you know right knee jerk but guess what no uh, I'm gonna have a stand-in on the knee jerk this week um yeah I'm probably looking to, Get a hashtag out there and pay Kyle. And um, you know, I, I'm gonna go sit in the stadium and, and see it. I saw the last game, last home game last year against the Browns, Ben's last home game. It was phenomenal. Getting to go again this year, taking uh my best friend from elementary school with me this Yay. time. Um, yeah, been a, uh since I moved back here, we've talked a few times and, and run into each other some, but haven't done much together, but um, it's kind of ironic. He and I went to our first Pirates game together on my birthday for my birthday uh, when I was six years old. Um, and now I am taking him and we are going to a Steelers game together on his birthday. There you go. Many years later. We'll just leave it
3: at that. <laughs> many, many years later. Yeah.
2: Um, you know. I'm going to be there in stadium, cheering on the Steelers, you know, and, and just, you know, my biggest hope is steal, that the Steelers take care of their part for trying to get into the playoffs. If, if they take care of their part and the other things don't work out, so be it. Um, but we're going to be sitting there cheering for the Steelers to, to take care of their business. Can't wait.